Welcome to the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on current events, trends, market reports, and community discussions. Join us each week from Tampa, Florida, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Patrick Kelly. Hey, produce people, welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kelly. As always, I am honored to be here, coming to you live from Tampa, Florida. Today is June 12th, 2023, everyone. I can't believe how fast the year is going. And I, again, lost for words sometimes. And it's just amazing to see the produce and supply chain industry crushing it with dynamite companies delivering dynamite products and content throughout the globe. A couple announcements before we get started. We have a new sponsor, everyone. That's why our first potato sponsor, RPE and Tasteful Selections. Now, we're going to learn more about potatoes. We're going to learn more about growing regions. We're going to learn more about marketing. And we're going to have a fun time trying new potato varieties and flavors, everyone. Next, have you heard our new Global Fresh series with Juanita Gallio? We're traveling around the globe to bring you fresh international produce markets. Episode 1 with Kasten Ray of Fruit Logistica Berlin. Episode 2 will be dropping soon. Stay tuned for more international markets to come. Now today, our featured guest is Robert Lambert, the founder and CEO of And Now You Know. That's right, you know everybody. The paper, the internet, the snacking, everything covered in the produce and supply chain industry with print and digital transformation. Or to learn how Robert bootstrapped And Now You Know, pitching it to some of the largest produce companies around and guess what everyone leading into where he is today with the company and as i always say and now you know so let's get robert lambert on the line Welcome to the show, Robert. Thank you for having me. Hey, man, it's been a long time, and I think it's uh, all led up to this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've been a fan, watched you grow, and uh, it's an honor to be here. You can't take my fan comment, man. <laughs> I'm your fan. <laughs> I follow it. <laughs> you can, I'm taking it. You can't take I, that just well, yet, man. I'll, I'll let you take it. Listen, over the years in, in the produce and supply chain industry, it's been apparent and important to get out the right news, the right audio, the right video content. Growing our industry is what I say together, Robert, and and that's what it's about. A lot of the programs that you see, a lot of farmers, a lot of brokers, right? I'm going to talk about the supply chain for a second. A lot of it is bootstrapping, right? Yeah. It's it's a lot of it is two, three, fourth generation farmers, right? But then it's a lot of it is coming from that supply chain, going out on your own, taking what someone else has started and making it better. Am I right? Of course. Making a better assumption, making a better innovation, making better for the industry to grow together, and that's what you did. So why don't you well, talk, talk you. to our listeners about that? Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, you know, I set out with the goal of trying to, you know, make something happen. And growing up on a farm and, you know, in agriculture, I uh, came from a long line of kind of people that just did whatever the blanket takes to get it done, you know? Okay, makes so sense. So didn't know exactly how I was going to make it better or which way we were going to go in the beginning. But, yeah, it was bootstrapped. It was out of my garage. You know, we started out as a production company. Okay. Our goals, like, very at the beginning, I had a buddy I grew up with, Randy Jamara, and out of Bakersfield. Okay. And he knew that I had this idea. You know, we're on the heels of the E. coli outbreak of 2006, right? I'm like, we need to get this message of the tenants of farming and all the rigors that we have to go through and 
tell that to the consumer, right? Right. So we were going to try to make these shows that we're going to let air on local TV. Okay. And buy up local time, right? This is a different, a little different this strategy. This is the beginning, yeah, right? That's a little different strategy. And so he gets me in front of who to pitch it? Stuart Resnick, the owner of Palm Wonderful. <laughs> okay. So we just show we know up. Him. Stuart is not like planning to meet me. It's not in an office anywhere. It's at his ranch barbecue in like near Wasco, okay. or, like yeah. Delano area, right? Anyway, so he's got jeans on and he comes up to me and I tell him this, the pitch and he's like, yes, as an industry, we need to do a better job to communicate the rigors and the needs of what we've, we've done to for the consumers to ensure safety and the quality of product. Right. And and he goes, yeah, I, I agree with you. So Stuart's agreeing with me. He goes, yeah, but who's going to pay for it? And I look at him and I go, ah, and he goes, ah, next time. <laughs> Right. So I got in the nicest way possible, you know, got turned down for a reason because it wasn't the right idea. Okay. It's not what we ended up doing. Right. And then, you know, we iterated and pivoted to there. Next step. And uh, this guy, Tim Collin, who owned Timco. I remember Timco. We were talking about that. Right. Melon Up was a big label by him. He was yes. he was marketing my cousin Mike Valpredo's watermelons, and he's like, "I want one of those videos." We had made a reel. I want one, and that was the first buyer of a production corporate video, which was our step. That first check bought our first camera. Ah, you know all of that. And then I met Rex Lawrence, who was his marketer, who was actually you know head of marketing, but didn't even get to make the decision. His boss, the CEO, made it for it. So right away, Rex and I. Kinda had this little thing, I but we became to be great friends and business partners in Joe Produce, and you know, once I'd gone through a couple years of making corporate videos and websites for in, produce industry companies, I was like, I want to push my content, right, right, yeah, you know, and get the message out there. And so I came to Rex, and I'm like, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put it on iTunes. I'm going to put it on YouTube. And I've got, there's billions of viewers. He goes, I don't care about billions of viewers. Yep. I care about 50 retail eyes out there that I really care about. And that's when the light went off in my head. And I was like, okay, I've, I've got another way. And then we started video news. And then we matured into written news. And then we matured into the snack and on and on. So, you know, we've got some new products coming out as well in a couple of months, which I can't wait to beta test with you. Um, I'm down. And I'm down. Know, always trying to improve and really love being in this industry because yes. it's a high volume, low margin business. People wear their emotions on their sleeve. They're broad. We're also in the deli dairy bakery business, but it's not as fun. It's not, it doesn't have I'm just saying. Patrick Kelly. In no, it no, sure, no, definitely. You know? Not me, but I mean, listen, I, I agree with you. I think we have a passion for produce. We have a passion for, you know, having a good time. And listen, I talk about a lot of the, the news outlets in, in the industry and people talk about, uh, oh, this is a competitor to these guys. Listen, we all get our news in, a, in a, the way we feel it's right. That sounds weird to say like that, but it's not. Some people will go and watch the news. Right. want video content. Some people will go and read the news. Some people will listen to the news, right? For and sure. they want to absorb their content in a way that is fulfilling for them. So when you see a lot of these platforms out there, I always say the more the merrier because then we can digest the information in a way that we see fit. 
right? Because just like when you know you go to school, that's why people don't go to higher education because they're so used to sitting in a classroom for eight hours, right, a day, learning from a textbook, and they think, I'm going to go and learn it this way. No. So there's different ways of consuming that knowledge. Yeah, and I think I love that, that was too. a way, right? I love that. Yeah. So that's where I say when you started the video content years ago, that's when I started following you because I was like, oh, he's got video at these shows. You've got a host actually talking to people, right. and that it made it made it so much more interactive to listen and say, oh, this is what's happening. Oh, here we go. We've got Doug on on the line today. Oh, we've got these people at the show today, and being able to, like I said, learn consume and then grow together because these 50 people that you talk about, right? That's where when we started the podcast, Robert, everybody the same thing. I was like, oh my God, and YouTube and, and LinkedIn and right? You're LinkedIn, you're going, oh, I did that, right? And then we started to realize the people that were showing up were the value. Yeah. The people that were contributing each week were the value. Yes. And then we normally, if we didn't get four, 400 people on, but we got 20 people that exactly. can make decisions, we were so excited to see that over having hundreds. And someone would say, well, doesn't that dissatisfy you or discourage you not to go on? I said, I'd rather have six VIPs than a thousand people that don't know what they want. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Absolutely, you know, and there are, we've all had places where we go stale in our learning. Oh, so yes. the variety, right, is there. And that's the amazing thing about this business. You've been in it your whole life. Your dad's in the business, whatnot, yep. you know. So you've grown up in it and you watch these people jump and move from place to place. <laughs> And they're continuing their education. And then you bring in the technology components, yep. the audit components, you know, the traceability components, the, you know, and when I say technology, I mean iTrade and, you know, famous for ERP. Yep. These, it's just evolving a lot. And there's a lot of great stories within that learning. I agree. You know, and I think you're capitalizing on that. That's what I think. Someone told me the other day, they're like, man, you're such a smart guy. You're this. I said, no, no, no. I said, I get to listen to all these subject matter experts and take notes all day long and learn from these people. And I said, all these people are giving me more knowledge. And I said, and then I get the opportunity to share it with you. We get to share it with the community for you to grow, for us to then grow together, right? That, that's kind of what it's about. Absolutely. And for young people trying to find good companies that they agree with, like Equifruit, or, right, or Lone Star Citrus, yep. or whoever it, it is, you know, the, your products are a gateway to that, right? I mean, why we're here at this event is a networking opportunity, yes. right? You know, and as many times as I feel like, oh yeah, I know this person, or no, there's always new people to learn, and then to harbor and tell their stories is a real privilege. That's you know? what it's about. And you've done a great job, and that's why your following is, is, is it's, so it's strong. N- it's not as strong as I, as, as I think it is, though. I always... You can deflect the compliment. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> that was a great Four compliment. <laughs> uh, I always say, I, I've always, you, you know, one of the things you, you, know, you realize, too, is when you come to the shows and you see people in person, you do get to find out who your listener base is, your following is. And sometimes in our head, I, I know for me, it, I am servicing the industry, so a lot of times 
I don't look, I don't pay attention. So when I do see people and I do get out, I'm like, oh my gosh, like you are a follower or you are listening. Because a lot of times this is for the industry, by the industry. And that's what I'd love to make it about. These relationships that we are creating, they're beyond, they're so beyond business at this point. Right. I have vacationed with buyers, right? And not because I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to get them in. No, we've become friends. We've been able to share, share stories with each other. Hey, I grew up on a farm. No way. What do you mean? Next thing you know, it's like, hey, come visit my family. I'd like to show you what we, where we grew up. And it's like, next thing you know, you start to realize how much commonalities you have with a buyer, with someone who grows avocados, right? And next thing you know, you're out to dinner with seven to eight of your friends. My wife always says, she goes, you have so many friends. I go, no, I don't. I have business colleagues. She goes, your business colleagues have turned into your friends, into your relationship, into your family life, right? So everyone, we talk about all these relationships. It's a perfect time. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get right back to talking with Robert with And Now You Know. Discover Orchard Freshness on Amazon Fresh with Arctic Apple Slices. Arctic Apple stays Orchard Fresh longer than other prepackaged, pre-sliced apples. This means less waste and no more half-eaten apples. Plus, you'll love the undeniable freshly picked flavor. Arctic Apple Slices are available in convenient grab-and-go bags in both Arctic Golden or Arctic Granny varieties in select markets on Amazon Fresh. Packable, snackable, 100% irresistible. JGLC, the place to be, a third-generation, family-owned and operated asset-based company. Throughout their 60 years in business, integrity, reliability, and loyalty to their customers has remained their top priority. JGLC guarantees 24-7 communication with your personal logistics coordinator. They offer competitive pricing without sacrificing services. They operate throughout the United States and Canada. JGLC's customers count on them for dependability and dedication carried out on every order, every time. 60 years of service for all your trucking needs. Visit them at JGLC.com for your custom quote. Are you ready to enhance your skills? Every day we are tasked to make fast, effective decisions to keep up with the fast-paced produce industry. At AgTools, we take the pressure off of gathering data to help make your day easier and more enjoyable. Connecting the supply chain with AgTools is unique, practical, and easy. AgTools can be used from multiple angles of the produce industry, from farmers all the way to logistics companies. We call that 360-degree decision-making day after day. Visit us at www.agtechtools.com to gain more reliable and relevant data to see more, achieve more. And now, back to our show. Hey, produce people. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast. It's always great to hear from Dynamite sponsors creating Dynamite content for the produce and supply chain industry. We're here at the West Coast Produce Expo with Robert Lambert of M. Now You Know. We're having a great time. So, Robert, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. We didn't really go anywhere. We just took a little break. No, no, no. Break. Just a hiatus for you know, a second, a little, mentally. A little uh, OJ water refresh break. And the first half was great, man. Listen, I, I again, as we talk about you know growing this industry together, 
there, talking about emerging supply chains, uh, talking about partners in the industry that are just doing a banger job, right? They're doing awesome, man. They're they're supporting great initiatives. And as, as we look, I always like to ask people when we come back to the show, we talk about like what's new, what's innovative, you know, where do you see the industry coming up in innovation? Where do you see things going? Because as we just talked in the first half, we talked about companies like iTrade, we talked about analytics companies, we talked about innovation a little bit, and I mean, I can always give my, you know, two cents, but you know, no one wants to hear that all the time, but what are you thinking? That's, well, you know, just the process, there's been so much technology, so much, like in the so sorting much. lines, right? Mm. Uh, citrus, apples, stone fruit, whatever it is, going through the, the amount of information, and then having to take all this data, whether it's measuring water from the fields or whatnot, and then process it, and then integrating it to the grower, who's yep. been a grower maybe 40 or 20 years, and then try to take and implement that data. How do you take that compact sorting line, and I've heard, and maximize the operator. I've heard from people who have, these are multi-million dollar technology investments, right? Oh, yeah. Right? And the operator at the top could be a difference of a 5% yield change, you know, which is a lot. Which could be millions dough. of dollars. Yeah, that's Millions dough, of dollars, yeah. Right? So how do we foster and develop the talent that's going to manage these things? Yep. How do we interpret the data? And I've been, you know, through mm. what we're doing here and making these relationships with people, I've been privy to some guys who've made the investment and I can be a fly on the wall and, and like learn that. a little bit about it, you know, and see what things that they're doing, you know. I mean, it's just amazing the world we're living in. I didn't have an iPhone till what, 2008? I was going to say, mine was later. My dad wouldn't let me get one at work. He said, we're not playing at, at work. <laughs> we're, we're not, not playing. Dad, yeah. yeah that's you. I'm, call, I'm calling you out. <laughs> I used to have the uh, Razor. Remember the Razor? Of course. And my dad was like, you can check emails and that's it. None of this fiddly-diddly stuff, right? But yeah. I agree. It's like it completely changed. Uh, yeah. 2008 or 2007, 2008 was a change. And I can tell you it's changed the way we've done business. It's changed the way we look at things. And I heard within what you said was people. For sure. Okay, so I think the biggest... All the technology in the world still comes down to... People. That's what I heard from you. And that's what I think is going to be the biggest innovation, right? The biggest... I would say evolution too is we have to innovate for the next generation. We get to allow them to evolve as well. We cannot tell them do what you're told and in 20 years you're going to be just like me because guess what? We don't want to be just like me, right? We, right. we don't want to be like right. our dads. We don't want to be like our grandparents yeah. anymore. We want to be something different but we have to utilize what's happened in the industry. We got to understand the supply chain and then we have to kind of mold it into where technology is fitting. I was at the Speaking engagements earlier, you had Martha Montoya of Ag Tools. You had Raj from Tide. You had GS1. We're all talking about technology. We're all talking about data. We're all talking about traceability, right? Mm-hmm. And if the next generation doesn't understand how important these things are, you're going to end up what happened with Gen X. You're going to, okay, now you're going, oh, wait, Pat's getting into it. Remember when food safety first came in? Oh, yeah. Gen X was running the packing houses then, and what were they saying? Absolutely not. We're not doing this. We're not doing that. And now you have to do everything. 
everything that right. everybody was fighting against years ago. So people, 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 I think is a must for our industry. Yeah, people. It always comes down to people. It's the most valuable asset. Yeah, and we have the, we have the best people. And, we're, and the great thing is, is that the underlying product that we're selling isn't, no offense to salty snacks or whatnot, it's produce, it's healthy. You know, we're the Darn. good guys. Darn, we're so, selling the good stuff. Yeah, exactly. Oh. And it's not easy. It's a perishable product, which always lends itself to a buyer's leverage. Yes. You know, I mean, talk to other people in the industry about rejections or adjustments. They'll be like, wait, what? So this is, these are very hard things for Wall Street and other people in finance to comprehend grasp. Oh, and grasp. 100%. And so, you know, it's a, it's a really beautiful industry and there is going to be a lot of innovation. I mean, there has been, but capitalize on it and how to implement it in oh, yeah. is going to be really good. Because at the end of the day, we do need to sell more produce, right? We exactly. Need, that's when you say grow the industry. That's what we're talking about. We're selling about, more right? produce. I mean, so, I ain't gonna lie. To you. I mean, I grabbed a couple donuts for you know this morning, of course, right? But I also complimented that with pineapples, cantaloupes. I don't only eat that, produce. That's why I tell everybody. Right? You know, if my wife was here. She's always calls me out. Like wives are always the best, right? She'll be like, you know, Patrick doesn't eat as much produce as you think he does. He eats regular stuff. He has sandwiches. Like when I have a BLT, I don't skip the bread. Like I have bread, then bacon, lettuce, and tomato, right? Yeah, like yeah. that's just what it is. Yeah. I don't fully skip. Variety is the spice of life. Right? You know? So, I mean, again, and that's what we're, what we're really focusing on, right, man? People, technology, and growing this industry, whether it's from our fresh cut popcorn that we just tried from Melissa just a little bit ago, yeah. you know, bringing this all around and knowing that the donuts, the Takis, right? Those are our real competitors out there. Right. The people you see around you are friendly competitors. Right. Because guess what? At the end of the day, they might need your help. Maybe you have to pack some product. Or you might land a contract and need their help one day. Yeah. So we're always looking to help each other, build together, grow together. And that's what it's about. You know, Robert, I, I got to throw this out to you. You're going to laugh because I, I want your two cents on it, too. Someone came by the other day. And, and you know what they said to me? They go, Pat, you only support product for the people that pay you. And I said, wow. Yeah. I said, Pete, I go, everybody must pay me then. I said, because <laughs> I go, I represent a lot of products. But what I tell people is I am a consumer. Right. If you were to talk to me two years ago, I was not a fan of dragon fruit because I didn't understand it. I wasn't a fan of mangoes because I didn't understand how to cut it, go around the seeds, right? So I wasn't purchasing those things. Now that I'm purchasing these things on a normal basis, what am I going to walk into the store and just because I don't have a sponsor for potatoes or onions right. or yams, I'm just going to walk by it? No, I'm going to say something about it, right? Because in my head, that's that symbolic messaging going, hey, wait a minute, I just learned about this product or this commodity right? Mm-hmm. Why am I going to pass it up and just go? And a lot of times I do, I go to the, the pretty stuff on the shelves, right? The red peppers, the bananas, right? Yeah. All the fun stuff. But it was funny because someone said it to me and I laughed because I go, so you're telling me when you walk into a store, you only buy one brand every single time because, and if your brand's not there, right. a produce, like Equifruit's not in Florida. So when I go to get bananas, you think I'm like, nope, I will not consume one banana. No, I, I still purchase yeah. bananas, yeah. right? I still buy them. I still will represent it, right? That you have your brands that you prefer. That I love. Brand preference. I love. Yeah. I am a loyal, I'm a brand loyalist is what I say. Yeah. When I find brands, I stick to them. And there's other brands I don't like. That's another thing. There's a, a lot of very loyal people in this industry yeah. for relationships to do business with over years and years. And that's, that's, that's great. You know, that's really what makes this industry different. 
and beautiful. And fun. Know? Yeah. So, like, Frida's, I mean, take Frida's, like, talk about dragon fruit and stuff like that. Think about them. They're always innovating and bringing new stuff in. But then somebody else does, takes it to another level. So yeah. it's, there's also that giving, and they freely accept that. Yeah, and that's know? like Freshway. You talk about dragon fruit. Freshway produce. They came out with clamshells for dragon fruit. Right. Two packs, three packs, yellow, pink, right? So it's, it's innovation. And you're right. Look, the other thing is, it, yeah, right? the way that a dragon fruit can be presented, I mean, it is really a beautiful to it's the eye. Item. And then to the, the texture, you know, the crispiness, the texture really has a place. I didn't grow up having dragon fruit on like a Sunday brunch. But then after going to like Hong Kong or somewhere and you go through the lobby, it's always there. Yep. And you, you get that exposure to it. And it really is a beautiful thing. There's a a lot of stuff to... I went to the store Chalo in uh, Toronto a few weeks ago, and they had all these Indian-type vegetables that I hadn't even experienced, you know? So I'm always trying to learn more about how people, maybe not even in California or U.S. or Canada, but globally, globally. Are, are eating, you know? And I there's agree. more opportunity there. You know so. what I learned about Canada and the tropical division? Not enough education to get them to purchase more. Right. So, you know, a lot of the Canadian retailers are actually working on education to promote tropicals like your mm. dragon fruits, right? Your melons. Yeah. Uh, a lot of different items because they don't understand it altogether. Well, Robert, it's been great to have you. Great to see I you. I love having you here. If anybody does want to get a hold of yourself or the organization, how can they go about doing that? And uh, now you know.com. And then at the bottom, there's a contact. I'm Robert at a now you know.com. And, and last, we do have a fun joke with this. We have a swear jar for a now you know because we have, a, we have an un, unstanding joke when someone <laughs> says something. We go, oh, and now you know. We're like, God, we owe Robert 25 cents for saying and now you know. So now our colleagues will like, well, now you know. I'm like, yeah, I didn't want to oh, bring up the bill. Oh, I know. The bill's getting high. So, everyone, it's always best when you get it fresh. You've been listening to the Produce Industry Podcast with Patrick Kelly. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Produce Industry Podcast. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.